Mikey, Mikey and Remy A show about the serious and not so serious parts of our edible world. Let's eat. Hey, all you cats and kittens out there in Purland. Purland. <laughs> Rennie just told me that that was uh, what Carol Baskin would say at the beginning of her podcast. Mm. Cat is it like cat cast or something? She had something. Don't know. Yeah, this is Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> Have we started? Sure. Oh, great. Yeah. This is Rin. And welcome to Mikey and Rin Eat In. It's fucking our, Casual Friday up in here. <laughs> it's our. This is our casual podcast about eating. We're not casual about eating, but we're casual about talking about it. That's right. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, welcome to our show. How are you? I'm doing great. Great news. Um, how are you? I'm wonderful, actually. I mean, I'm I'm stressed. Yeah. I had a long kind of house chore day. Yeah. One of the chores that I had to do today, I won't talk too much about it because oh, I know it's so boring. Nobody cares. Our internet has been out for three days. Mm-hmm. Three days, and we don't have a super connected house, but we have like ring doorbell, and we've got. Um, you know, like stuff like opening and closing our garage door from an app and like a couple security things. But like some people have wildly connected houses, right? Sure. But our internet has been out for three days, unexplained, called, should I say the name of the company? Okay. It's, it starts with a C and there's an L in the middle and ends with a K and called them. I've spent four, between Rennie and I, I think we spent four hours on the phone with them. And basically, they were like, you have to get a new modem, but we can't get you one until next Thursday. So I went ninja style and got one on on Facebook. I got a brand new, this fancy new modem that's the one that CenturyLink, oop, said it, that they want you to use. And that's not working. And then now they're like, I was just on the phone for another hour and a half. And they're like, well, we need to have a a technician come out. And he's going to come, or that person is going to come, next Thursday between 8.15 a.m. and 8.45 p.m. Mm-hmm. So another, it's we are recording, it is currently Thursday. Mm-hmm. One week after three days, that's 10, ten days <laughs> without a pretty basic thing that you are were buying from them. Mm-hmm. And then we have a 12 and a half hour window <laughs> on the day that we're getting the ultrasound the 20 week ultrasound for the baby yeah so it's just a lot mm-hmm. so i'm frustrated about that sure for a little comedy relief you had this happen yesterday i love the moment on a phone call where they ask you to tell them like the serial number or something oh god and then i so then I have to say letters, right? And they know it's like alpha, bra- whatever you – there's like a standardized mm-hmm. alphabet for it or something, mm-hmm. right? Well, first of all, before they asked me to give them the serial number, they said, you know, okay, we need the serial number. Yeah. And I I feel very nervous on oh, customer sure. service. Yes. Per- well, particularly internet because I'm just not yeah. – I'm not very tech savvy. <laughs> I'm afraid they're going to have me like – rewire something <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right go upstairs get some tweezers no, go to radio go sh- first go to radio shack <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so i'm oh i'm constantly on edge because yeah. i feel like i'm, well, I'm gonna 
I'm going to implode our house. And then I feel like I'm like saying we don't have internet. And I feel like (laughs) saying we don't have internet is like, it's the dumbest way of saying it. Because there's probably a better, more techie way of saying it. Right. But I don't know what the modem is, router. Nope. Well, that's no the other idea. piece, too. I didn't know if I was looking at the right object. <laughs> me, me, too. <laughs> Did said, it today. There's going to be a serial number on the modem. I was like, uh-huh. There's there's two I'm, boxes here. I'm looking at the modem. Yeah, this is the right modem. Right now. Modem rhymes with scrotum. That's kind of funny. And then at first, Ugh. I give her the wrong number. I give her the model number. Oh, dumbass. That's a dumb move because it does uh, say serial number and model number, yeah. But I'm just nervous. I'm nervous yeah. and I'm I'm not... Um, <laughs> I'm I'm already thinking I'm going to fail, and yeah. so of course it's a it's a self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Well, and then I just feel like she'll the the person asked me they're like, okay, can you read the serial number to me? And I know that B and P sound the same or like whatever, so I know I have to say things right. And so I'm like, A as in Abraham Lincoln, like, <laughs> and I was like M as in uh, master masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I do not have like the stable of words right, that just are just up. regular words. Yeah. That, well, the woman today said P is in Papa. <laughs> That's what my woman really? said. I was like Papa, and Papa. I was like, I was like, did you say Papa? Like P is in Papa, and she was like, oh, she's like, yes, Papa. And I was there's like, there's so oh. many other like, keywords that I would go to. Yeah, pasta, yeah, pasta. I don't know. It's a yeah. It was a frenulum. It, that one felt really <laughs> odd to me. Yeah, but and then I just start, and then it makes me more nervous because then she had me read it back to her, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> D is in donkey nuts. Oh, I don't know. X is in. Uh, xylophone, shit. <laughs> Explosion, does that start with that? Yeah, and then her Z was Zulu. Oh, Zulu was mine too. Yeah. But I think that's a military is that standard? thing. standard? I think Zulu is the like. Because I always say zebra. <laughs> zebra. Well, zebra makes sense. Right, yeah. I don't know. I, there probably is like a standardized, this is what A is, this is what right. G is. But I right. just immediately get so nervous. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> G is in grandpa's underpants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm very nervous. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, this uh-huh. is this has been tech talk with uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, some baby tech talk. Sure. Uh, this week is week 19. Lead up to our 20 week ultrasound, which I'm not going to say I'm not feeling anxious about. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling more nervous than I than I think I give. Credit to yeah credence for yeah 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 I think I it's really it's a it um I, I don't know I'm less sort of like nervous about what's going on with the baby mm, yeah and more I don't know just like going in there to do it again mm-hmm. it feels the uh, the anticipatory anxiety of that doesn't yeah. feel great I know I talked a bit about it with our friend Teresa who's been on the show uh, before she was on yeah. the- pretty early episode and she's having a new bib yeah um but we were talking about it and you know she's doing a home birth Mm -hmm. and you know and that that i i would love to be doing a home i would love to feel comfortable enough that we were doing a home birth Mm. but if we were doing a home birth right now i would be a lot more nervous yeah i must say i'm kind of i'm our team that we have at the place that we're going the midwifery team is amazing yeah feel really good about that yeah so but it is 
just so for those who maybe don't know, but this is the same ultrasound area, if not the same room, where we got some pretty bad news uh, on our longest pregnancy to date. Yeah. And it was at the same appointment. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I mean, there's, I think it's pretty obvious. I'm burping right now. I'm about to throw up in my mouth. Yes. <laughs> no, I think it just totally it makes sense. It brings some stuff up. You're re-traumatizing yourself, like back right. to the scene of a very, very sad moment. So. Right. But And, you know, this is, it's actually a really good um, uh, lead-in because we we talk a little bit about it on this episode. We have decided to do a, feed what's drop. it called? Feed drop. A feed drop. Yeah. yeah. So um, The Culture is a podcast that Mikey has been on a bunch, and I was on one time. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff and Ant are the hosts. It's a really great podcast talking about hip-hop and other cultural things. And um, they decided to do an uh, abortion episode mm-hmm. and asked us to come on um, and sort of talk about our experience with abortion. Yeah. Um, and it was specifically around Roe. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so we wanted to share that because um, mm-hmm. we're um, the, the current state of um, reproductive right access is very much on the front of both of our minds. And For so sure. we feel like any um, any way that we can talk more about it and get more info out there, we wanted to do. And I think the way that I like to think about our show, because Jeff said to me, he was like, why are you going to share that? It's not like directly about food. And, you know, I like to think about our show as it's, it's kind of a dining room table. Mm-hmm. Or it's just, it's, you know, beers out at a picnic table or mm-hmm. it's whatever. It's a place for conversation. I think food is, for me, it's, you know, we talked about it on the last episode, but, you know, food is such a conduit for great conversation. Mm-hmm. And so this is what we're talking about. And I hope that that you are too, uh, more than anything in our lives. And so it's, and I think the things, especially that you said on this uh, episode of the culture were just really profound and they were very... I don't know, rational and great arguments and yeah. And also just our experience. I mean, it was, it was really telling about what, what we've gone through and why we should, I don't know, be listening to people who've actually been through this rather than ignorant white men who are making a lot of these decisions Mm -hmm. around, around abortion without having, I mean, obviously without having, um, kind of any knowledge about it or or right. much, you know, indication that they've really looked into how pregnancy works and stuff. Right. As right. we start as men are now talking about um getting rid of birth control and contraceptives, mm-hmm. um, saying that they end pregnancies. Sure. Um which Smart. would be amazing because the pregnancy hasn't even started when right. con- that's what contraceptive means. Right. So, <laughs> but oh, so good. In fun news, how far along is our little rigatoni yeah, party time? Rigatoni party time, nineteen weeks, True. which means that Riggs is currently the size of a mango. Mango, arguably Chef Mikey Sheather's yeah. favorite fruit. Can oh, I yeah. say that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. the right mango is my be- my the best fruit. I mean, tough tough to get to the beat. the rightest mango in the Northwest. We I, are pretty far away. You're not wrong from- about that. Yeah, I did. I did just buy a mango, and it it felt it felt like an assault on yeah. the environment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. Know. I mean, and I haven't really. I, Costa Rica I had some mangoes. Mm-hmm. Is that where they come from? Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Yeah, the, I mean, I had mangoes that were I think very local. Um, they were delicious. Mm-hmm. I will say that mangoes travel pretty well. Yeah. I've had some really good mangoes stateside. 
Yeah. So I think they're picked real early, right? Oh, yeah. And just yeah, kind they, of allowed. Maybe ethylene to, them a little bit. I don't, I don't know. really know. I don't yeah. Know. But there we also have I'm I am a um in violent opposition to single use kitchen gadgets. Mm. Don't buy anything that only has one use. And technically, most things, you could be creative about them and use them for more than one thing. I will say the mango slicer that we have, it's the oh, OXO brand. awesome. I'm also, I don't know if I've talked about OXO on the show before, but OXO is my favorite kitchen brand. Mm-hmm. It's like affordable and it's so durable. It's the, Everything's kind of heavy rubber. Mm-hmm. But they have one and it's it looks like an eye in the middle, like the kind mm-hmm. of Illuminati eye that's on the $1 bill. And it just it cuts around the seed in the center, and it's it's amazing. It, yeah, it works every time. Yep, I find that so wild that every mango is so similar that it could just right. this one tool. But it's and it leaves very little meat in you know behind and yeah. And I must awesome. admit, I don't eat a ton of mango, but every time I did pre this tool, oh. I was like. What am I doing? Oof. It's kind of like being on the phone with my the internet people. Like oh. I would, oh, I would come in nervous. <laughs> I would come in like I'm gonna destroy this gorgeous piece of fruit, sure. and I'm gonna have like two bites. Yep, and then shit's gonna be weird and stringy, and I'm not gonna know how to eat. The, the mango rest of it. is the internet of fruits. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. We decided um, in uh, to make some mango inspired um, dessert. We which, did. Which we thought we'd share with you before we do our feed drop. Feed it drop. It just doesn't like roll trippingly off the tongue. No, it doesn't. Lie. That's okay. You're not um, an internet savvy person, so <laughs> <laughs> neither am I. Um, so what we did is got some frozen mango. We did. We froze up also some bananas. We did do that. Also very much a Pacific Northwest. You better believe it. <laughs> item. And then um, made some nice cream. Right. So just blended it up. Blended it up. I put a little coconut milk in there mm-hmm. and made it like super tropical. Yep. And then we have some fresh mint that we got from the farmer's market this weekend. And yum. Yeah. And Eating I. And the baby was real good this I week. I think pro tip also is if you have, make the nice cream. And then I like to use a little fresh mango on top of the nice cream as oh, well. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So it's a little warm, kind of, you know, like. Warm, fresh, smooth, and then ice the ice cream. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Mangoes are so – the other thing, like another pro tip is get that tool, get mm-hmm. the mango tool. And then once you, you know, slice the seed out of the mango, then what I like to do is just do kind of like three-quarter of an inch slices at a 45-degree angle. Oh, yeah, you do. And then turn do and do a parallel – or a – what's the other word? <laughs> Not parallel – at a right angle, okay, uh-huh. perpendicular, yeah. perpendicular. slices yeah. the other direction, and then just bend. You just push the back of it towards you, and it makes it all the little cubes just come towards you, and you can just eat it like that totally easily. And then you can makes it really easy if easy if you want to like put some salt or some chili powder or mm. lime powder or anything in between. And then it also makes it really easy just to pluck those off, and then you can just use them for whatever. Yeah, I'm, I've seen you do that many a time now. Yeah. I always feel like it's. It's just a really brilliant way to use. Hey. You like get the whole fruit. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, babe. Um, so resume. The, the culture podcast yes. um, is what we are featuring today. Mm-hmm. And um, how about their socials? We should drop uh, those in. Uh, yes. Hold on one second. Here. I know that that um, Jeff is really active on Twitter. Yes. Um, yeah, the culture 2020, I'm pretty sure, on Twitter. 
Okay. And then I think that their website, hold on, is the culture.one. Yes. It might be the culture podcast. I want hold on. We don't have any internet. So um, no, I'm having really. to just <laughs> <laughs> hold with us. Yeah. So the culture.one. Yep. And then um, from there, from the culture.one, you can find all of their social links. Yeah. So do that. This is our episode with them. This and... is also, we did our 100th episode oh, right. last week, and this is their 100th episode. It is concurrent um, 100s. Yeah. So we. Thank you guys for having us on again. It's always really fun to chat with these guys. For They're sure. um, super inquisitive and their podcast is really great. So yeah. um, without further ado, mm-hmm. here it is. Here it is. And make sure that you take notes uh, on the websites that we give on the show. Rini dropped some really good uh, knowledge about the websites that are really important for supporting um, access to abortion. And... Wherever you live, even if you live in a state where where you know this this decision is not going to maybe affect things as much as other states, uh, we still we got to make a difference. This is a big fight, and this has to be an action item. This has to really really rally people mm-hmm. to vote and to say hell no to this bullshit that keeps going on over and over again with so many of our fundamental rights. Yeah, here we go. But now let's get into the real nitty gritty because I want to talk about this subject because recently the abortion access across the U.S. now depends on state laws after Supreme Court overturned the 1973 decision that established constitutional right to an abortion. So now we are going to be accompanied by resident guest Mikey Shee and his lovely wife Corinne. Because, and I told, I told Ann about this, besides my wife, I haven't spoken about this with any females. Everybody that's been passionate about this subject, everybody that I've had this conversation with, from friends to relatives to coworkers, have all been males. And it dawned on me like, yo, we, we can't speak for women, right? We shouldn't speak for women. I don't think men have the right to speak for women in, in certain cases in this type, you know, this situation. So I wanted to hear from a female perspective and who better than somebody who's not only about to have a child, but who's been trying to have a child for a while. And welcome to the show, guys. Hello. Hey, hello, thanks. Hello. It's real good to be back. Yeah. So we, we're, um, <laughs> we're both doing our hundredth episode as well. Oh, yes. Coincidentally, congratulations. At the same time. <laughs> We've been at it for longer. You guys have just been more consistent and actually putting out a show every week. So you guys made it to 100 faster than us. Yeah. Yeah, so we have a, we have a show called Mikey, Mikey and Rin Eat In. Um and we've been talking, we talk about food, but we've also been, you know, talking about our pregnancy journey. And um, you know, Rin will get more into this as we as we talk, but you know, we've had a lot of mishaps in uh in the pregnancies that we've previously that Rennie has previously had. And you know, this this directly affects um obviously all women, but but especially us. So glad to have you on the show. And check it. Um Yeah, I appreciate you um wanting a female perspective too, because I think it's it is really important to um hopefully convey the gravity of what this situation is um on women's bodies. So Thank you for one. Because I was reading that. a USA Today article that was saying that that it's not just abortions. 
uh, you know, fertility services like IVF could be affected, mm-hmm. could be effectively outlawed in states mm-hmm. that legislatively declare that life begins mm-hmm. at conception. And you hear both sides from women. Yeah, so. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you hear the side. There's a lot of women that can't, you know, that, that try no, to have good. kids and can't. And you hear them say, you know, like, oh, you know, I've been trying to have a kid. I want to have a kid and I can't. And you have women just aborting them. But then you have other women like, yo, you can't tell me what to do with my body. You know what I'm saying? And I agree with that. And I don't want to speak for my wife, but I know that she's she's against abortion, but she's also pro-choice, if that makes sense. Like she personally wouldn't have it herself. Like she doesn't believe in having it, but she also doesn't believe in telling other women what to do with their bodies. So uh, the floor is yours. Yeah, it's well, there's a couple of things that I thought of. So the the, you know, Roe v. Wade was really the, you know, this sort of precedent for privacy. Right. Um, That's really how it got passed. And so when you think about private medical decision making um, and the kind of ripple effect that that can have, um, you know, you spoke to IVF and reproductive assistance, which Mikey and I have used and it's um, hopefully going to bring a child earthside for us. Um, And having a child would not, having a biological child would not have been possible for us otherwise. And so um, it's a really big deal. Um, And Clarence Thomas already has whispers of, of taking a look at gay marriage next, um, which is, you know, ultimately the most sacred and private union. And um, the government has no biz up in there. Um, trying to dismantle that. So, um, you know, I think it's, it's interesting cause, cause Mikey and I have, have been on, um, sort of the, the both sides of this, right? So not only have we done IVF and access to reproductive assistance, um, I also chose to um, to terminate a pregnancy, which was pretty far along. It was at 22 weeks. Um, and you know, we were able to make that decision in our state of Oregon um, because we have access to that sort of medical care. Um, and I will say this was a very much wanted pregnancy. <laughs> this was the product of IVF. Um, it was our first embryo transfer. Um, it was a successful pregnancy until it. we found out it was not. Um, so on a 20 week ultrasound, we found out that our girl had a really rare, um, uh, sort of abnormality, um, an amniotic band syndrome that had attached to her head. And so what this essentially means is that she was like, quote unquote, doing okay (laughs) while in my womb, right? Limbs were moving, heart was beating, but as if she did make it earthside, if I, if I, you know, chose to birth her, she would, um, she would have died. And it's a matter of seconds. It's a matter of minutes. And so that to us, when we got that information, um, it was, as you can imagine, really devastating, (laughs) But it also, it almost didn't feel like a decision, right? So we had three options. We could terminate where we were at. We could terminate the pregnancy. Um, We could induce labor then at 22 weeks. Or I could carry her to term and have the birth and, you know, watch our child die. Um, And so, you know... Luckily, we are in a partnership where we're both really aligned with with 
you know, our beliefs. And it felt like um, while it was agonizing in a way, because it felt like, God, we wanted this kid so bad. Um, there was also such clarity in not having that sort of suffering for ourselves and for our baby. And it was also easy. Um, we talked about, you know, we were, it was easy to kind of yeah. go down these paths of kind of wishful thinking, like, you know, maybe our baby will be the one in a million. You know, her brain was growing outside of her skull. So it was like something that could happen while she was, while she was um, inside of Karim. But when she, once she came outside, she would have died. And her life, short as it would have been, would have been all pain, like it would have been just pure pain. And so it's wild for me to think about that, you know, that, decision in a lot of places has been 100% taken away from from uh, the mother and taken away from any mm-hmm. sort of kind of doctor's sort of, you know, decision-making portfolio. And the only options would be just pain. Like, you know, we're going to make you suffer for this much longer. And it's just another place where I feel like the removal or the, you know, just the way that this has happened with the overturning of Roe is it's just, it's, it's not about the mother. It's really not about the baby either. It's about controlling women's choices and restricting their choices. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I say, I don't say pro-life, I say anti-choice, you know, this is an anti-choice decision. Yeah. And it's, you know, we had, if you think about Mikey that day, the incredible medical care that we had, right? And just the the swiftness with which doctors came into the room, explained what was happening, um, sort of comforted us to the level that they could, um, and then provided our options. And it's, this was medical care, right? Is what this was. Um, And it's also a very, very private medical decision that we were making. We chose to make it public by talking about it, right? Because I don't think that people often hear these stories. But at the end of the day, this was something that was really decided between a partnership and between our care providers. Um, And it was absolutely 100% the best decision for me, for my health, for my mental health, and same for for me. And I mean, you guys live in a... And also, I was going to say, you guys live in a state that's obviously very liberal, very progressive. Yeah. But as of right now, there's 26 states that are expected to ban Mm -hmm. or severely restrict abortion rights. And you can imagine which states those are, you know, the Texases, the Floridas, the Georgias, a lot of the red states. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like up up north, New York, New Jersey, you know, they've they've been good. I'm not, you know, I don't want to say good or bad about it, but they, you know, they're giving you the choice. You know what I mean? They're they're not taking your choices away. But this is what uh, President Obama said. When it was first announced, he said today the Supreme Court not only reversed nearly 50 years of precedent, it relegated the most intensely personal decision Mm -hmm. someone can make to the whims of politicians and ideologues attacking the essential freedoms of millions of Americans Mm -hmm. across the country. States have already passed bills restricting choice. Yeah. (laughs) So well said. (laughs) Well, and it's not only... You know, our story is really unique. Um, I think it's this doesn't happen all that frequently. And I, you know, I think that what sometimes people that are anti choice like to um, sort of glob onto is this idea of these like late term abortions that are happening, right? It's like the, the, you know, fetus is almost viable, right? And so so we conjure up these images of what an abortion, what a pregnancy termination looks like. And in fact, there's 
you know, 92%, according to the Center for Disease Control, 92% of abortions happen before 15 weeks, right? So there's, you know, this idea that like, I don't know, people are all of a sudden deciding, I don't want to get pregnant and this is like going to be my really late term birth control is nonsense. But it's it's easy for them also um, to find so, these situations. You yeah. know, you hear all these stories of them finding, um, you know, pictures of, you know, like, you know, almost fully developed fetuses. And what I don't think they talk about is I, I think it's a lot of people put it in this perspective that it's like this person chose to do this and it was like, ha, I'm just going to end it this late. Um, no, probably. Probably something really fucking sad happened. Like in a lot of those cases, it was an in, a fatal injury that the that the baby had. It was something that was happening that would have might have endangered the life of the mother or both of them. And so I think you know finding these things and then putting them on posters and going out and pick it you know picking it in front of Planned Parenthood. It's just a very unnuanced and I think um, stupid way of going about something that is a nuanced and personal argument and decision. Very frustrating. Yeah, Civilized. and like. What I like when I go on, I go on uh, Facebook and I see that Mikey posts and he posts and the lying religious idiots win again. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and hold on. I just before, before, you, even go, and, you, know, we, before you even go further with it, because I know what you're going to you're going to talk about the guy who responded. <laughs> but the, who I was specifically talking about was the two newest Supreme Court nominees that during their confirmation processes, they said that they were going to respect precedent. And they said that they were going to allow law that settled law to stay settled, not be relitigated. And they're fucking lying through their teeth. And both of them are religious ideologues and got into this lifetime appointment lied their way into a lifetime appointment, and now they're going to dismantle a lot of the laws that we've been living with happily and safely. One of the things I also want to say about, about um, abortion, like, you know, to relitigate this, there need there usually needs to be something that's changed. Like we found, you know, there's been a bunch of advances in science and medicine, or something like that. Abortion is now, it's it's more dangerous to be pregnant than it is to have an abortion in our country right now. So it's the safest it's ever been to have an abortion. And so I don't know the the way the way that they even it's so the lying fucking idiots I hate it sorry Jeff didn't mean to interrupt <laughs> I mean as far back as I can remember they always talked about the separation of religion and state correct or you know yeah, church even and state, even yeah. when they made us do the national anthem mm-hmm. church yep. and state even when they would make us do the pledge of allegiance in school I always questioned it you know indivisible under God and everything was God I'm sure like, okay well we're not really separating the two but now <laughs> yeah. we're letting religious. I don't. I don't know what the word is. Zealots or you know, ideologues is the word that I use. It means yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna let them run shit now. You know what I mean? Sure. So and then this Christopher guy comments on your post and he goes, (laughs) "So the lying religious idiots want to." (laughs) Hold up, he goes. So the lying religious idiots want to make abortion something people can vote on a state level. The only idiot lie here is your post and your lack of knowledge of constitutional law. Ouch. <laughs> this guy's related to you? Yeah, that's my cousin. And I also, and I also like that that he came to the table with like the dig about me not being a constitutional law expert. Of course I'm not a constitutional law expert. I don't give a fuck about the constitution in this situation. I care about the human cost of all of this, right? Like I you know, I think the the legalese and the kind of the lawyer speak that happens around a lot of these decisions is just a bullshit way of hiding the fact that you you're embarrassed to say what you actually believe. And you know, I just know that the the main root or the main cause of this is uh or the main result of this is going to be you know 
pregnancies that are um, ended, abortions that are sought, that um, happen in a way that's really unsafe to the life of the mother and the baby. And then we're going to see a lot of injuries, deaths, and and um, wild shit that are going to happen because of this. Because this isn't banning abortions. It's banning safe abortions. We're going to also see a lot of... Yeah, and I think also... I'm sorry, I was going to say we're going to see a lot of kids being dropped off at the church or at the fire station or Mm. in the trash can, unfortunately. You know, Mm -hmm. we're going to see a lot of, you know, cases of orphans and adoptions now and kids growing up without a family. Um, And then I also read, too, that they're going to try to ban or or outlaw you trying to go to, if you live in one of the states where it's banned, going to a different state to get an abortion. They're going to try you for murder in some of these states. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's also important to point out that this really disproportionately affects people that have a lower economic status, right? So if if you have access to <laughs> money where you can hop on a plane and get to California, which is going to be this, you know, sort of safe haven state, um and and then you know pay for an abortion i mean all of that is inaccessible yeah. to many many people um and so you know it's there's a there's a disproportionate effect here that's also going to happen um and i i, I don't know i don't know if yeah. this doesn't well, outrage you <laughs> And it's every level too. It's it's you know we're restricting abortion, and then we also don't have comprehensive sex education in schools. They're going to try to ban birth control. I mean, it's just we don't have universal health care. We We don't don't have have universal health care. You can't say you're. We don't have universal pre K. We don't have paid medical family leave. And 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 this is all religious ideology, correct? Like, okay, what about enforcing or, or or forcing a male to get a vasectomy? You know what I'm saying? There'd be a fucking civil war, bro. (laughs) (laughs) On on your post, I went ahead and I went ahead and. Yeah, I mean, this has been in the works. I went ahead and commented on your post. I said something about, you know, like nothing causes more separation, division, wars, hatred and deaths more than religion in this country. Yeah. And we're going to allow religious Mm -hmm. ideologies Mm -hmm. to run the country now. Right. Somebody responded to that and they said, you know, they asked me to explain, but I didn't want to go back and forth with anything. So I stopped, you know, I stopped responding. Yeah. When it's, you know, and this is, I mean, we've always been run by religion on some level, one level or another. I mean, our founding fathers tried to protect us from it, but it's, you know, it's insidious. I mean, it's something that it's, you know, I I think there's a lot of levels of it, right? Because, I mean, I think it's, there's, there's an, uh, there's uh, an ultimate power that I think a lot of people that are religious believe that they have. And therefore, rising to a position of power in politics um, gives them the biggest megaphone that they can possibly get for their belief system. And, um, and the separation of church and state doesn't exist. It's bullshit. It's just, it's a, it's wool that's been pulled over our eyes forever. And, you know, and the idea that we're even, I grew up in a religious city and, you know, it leaked into every part of my childhood. And it's why, it's why I'm so violently against religion at this point in my life. And if you don't, if you allow me to read one more comment from your post that I liked, it was from (laughs) an individual by the name of Tiffany Sedgwick. Oh yeah. And she said, interesting that they don't want, interesting that they don't want to pass any gun legislation that could have prevented the deaths of at least 19 children who were already here. Yet they are going to force women to have a child under any circumstance, yet not provide any services for that child to have any success. Not to mention, put many women's lives in danger. 
but yet many of them claim to be pro-life. I like right. that. She hit it in the nail. Yeah, and yeah, and if you're going to say that the, that the people on the side the side of things are pro anything, they're pro fetus. They're they're pro you know from conception to birth, and then the second you're born, you're not going to get any health care. We're going to try to lock you up. We're going to shoot you. We're going to you know all the different things. It's it's they're not pro life once it's once it's in the world. I don't know. Right, I'm gonna let Aunt talk. Yes, please. <laughs> Me? Hi, Anthony. Yes, you. Y'all had this. Y'all, y'all need me to shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, want me talk for? I'm good. Y'all had, had this whole conversation locked up. I'm like, nah, I'm letting them cook for like 45 minutes. I have fun. I'll see what's on TV real quick. Hold on. I, I mean. Because when you saw that comment from that individual, you wanted to fight. <laughs> well, I mean, because. Okay. Let me think about this clearly. We. As this, well, not as us for here, I'm speaking as in the country. We have this amazing ability to try to deal with a symptom, but not the disease. The shooting happens in Texas. And the the logical thing is not to stop people from owning assault rifles, but, you know, restrict them, make it harder. I mean, do something. And they'll put in the law and they'll kind of glaze over it, but they're not dealing with certain underlying conditions, the mental health aspect, not necessarily doing more background checks, but like, what is it about the society that is so ill that someone thinking that if I walk into a school with an assault rifle and murder people and children seems like a rational Mm. idea. Like the guy in Buffalo, like it, I mean, he's going to try to plead whatever he's going to plead, but like you wrote a manifesto. You made it very clear what you were going to do. That wasn't irrational thought. You thought about it very clearly. The thing with this, with the overturning of Roe versus Wade is again, you're, you're dealing with a symptom. You're not coming up with any kind of functional support system behind it. I don't agree with this decision at all. So let me make that clear. First of all, but if you're doing this, are you are you going to do anything towards domestic violence? Like, are you going to do anything about, you know, incest, rape, deeper societal issues that kind of go along with it? I'm firmly pro-choice. Never was a pro-life person. Again, I think people get confused. Like, if you are pro-choice, that means you're anti-abortion. Not true. Not for me. It's more... I believe in the autonomy of a human being. If it's a choice or decision that you wish to make for yourself, for the sake of your own safety and the sake of your own survival. And if that's what you have to do, then that is what you have to do. Now, the general's thinking of some lesser beings are like, well, it's because of the irresponsibility of women and they want to have kids and they want to put men on child support and things of that nature. For one, it's dismissive, and two, it's selfish. I mean, it's it's a dual process. It, they they don't you know, you know, self spawn and self terminate. Like it, you're you're dealing with this too. Like they're not fish. Right. So it's more like you can't make this happen and have this reaction, and not expect society to lash out against it. And it, it makes it, like I said, it kind of came like what start from that post that. Mike put up and that his cousin yeah. commented on. Like you see a very clear delineation of the way that people are thinking about it. 
I guess, like, let's say the reason why I want to punch the guy in the face, not because of what he said. I'm like, you're not like, this doesn't affect you. Like you're like, it's, it's like his response itself, even if it's like religious based all into its own, you're only seeing it in the perspective of a man. You're not seeing it in the perspective of a human, like how this hurts women. And like I said, it's not just an abortion thing. There are just certain like clinical and physical things that women differ from men that they have to have some type of specialization in. And now this law is kind of like closing that loophole and pulling those away as well. And so we're dealing in, in a way that it, it's frustrating to have something that was so fought for to be turned over so quickly. And the other thing really is that, you know, it, it has a very dangerous effect on society. And when you kind of just pull yourself like back from it and really take a look at it, like this doesn't make sense. You're, what you're trying to do is create dominion over somebody else. Because in some states, if like even... A, a, you know, a, a crime of sexual assault. If you're pregnant, that means you have to sure. keep it. Like, cause that's the way it is now. Like there, like, and that was before. Oh yeah, the world was where like that was just kind of the thing. Now, like, there's no other way around. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you're not doing anything to help uplift or change anything about anyone's society. You, you're creating a very dangerous precedent. Oh, for, for sure. Everybody. And I mean, and they're running, and it's a you know, and mm-hmm. you look at states like Oklahoma where they're you know they're they passed a law that was you know nothing after zero weeks, nothing after, after conception. And then, you know, there's also been cases in, you know, six months ago or so a woman had a miscarriage and she was charged with murder, a miscarriage, you know? And it's like, this is, it's just a fundamental must misunderstanding of what it means to be a woman, what it means to have, a, you know, to be pregnant. And then I also just think, you know, doing this again, like, you know, cutting the access to abortion, but then also not supporting comprehensive sex education or birth control, you're cutting, there's no road for anybody. I don't know if they're just expecting that people are going to not have sex. Um, That's just not fucking possible. This is a human element conversation. And we need to, you know, we need to be able to help people understanding that, you know, people are going to have sex. People are going to get pregnant and they just want people to, you know, it's, it's the ultimate slut shaming. It's really wanting people to suffer for what they think is a sin. And so for that, I just think it's such bullshit. I'll say it like the Shark Tank. For that, I'm out. <laughs> Fucking out. <laughs> well said. <laughs> and I felt like we just had to touch on this. You know, this was like, I mean, obviously we were discussing it all week through tat and tech yeah. and, you know, calling each other. And like I said, I just wanted to get a female perspective. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of topics like the we had an episode where we were talking about uh, the transgender athletes, where should they be allowed to compete with, you know, with women or whatever. And I couldn't get a transgender to come on the show. They just wouldn't want, talk talk about it. They wouldn't touch the subject. So I'm like, yo, if you don't want to talk about the, t- the topic, how the fuck are we supposed to fucking talk about it? You know what I'm saying? Or learn from it or, or, or get to the bottom of the shit. So, but... Let's, t- yeah, let's just be clear Thank then. You. So all of us here are, are pro-choice. Is that correct? Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think you can put me pretty, pretty firmly May- in that oh, category. You made the choice. <laughs> Mad obvious. Like we, we're like, like 20 plus weeks along. Like, yeah, no, that, that, they made their choice. I am, I I am wanna, in seminary school right now. I'm becoming a priest. Yeah. <laughs> seminary school. I don't want to leave any doubt. I mean, will you... I mean, me and Ann were usually more more me than Ann. We usually don't tip our our hat, you know, our hand about you know political views and stuff like. We just come on here and say what we don't like, what we like. But yeah, but, you know, this this goes beyond like politics for hand, me. You know I mean? 
Yeah, this is a right, this is right. a human conversation, this is human right? This, yeah, and it's where you know we have friends who have where there's a couple, and like you know one of them is like very conservative, one of them very liberal, and I've never have understood it. And they're like, well, we just don't talk politics, and I'm like, well, what the fuck are you talking about? Politics are life. Like, what happens if your kid is gay and they want to get married? What happens if you know there's an abortion that comes up? What if what happens if there's? I mean, there's just certain things, gun rights, all these things. Like these are politics are life. Politics are human. And so I just don't understand how people don't talk about it. And so we're we're very upfront about the way that we feel. And it's, you know, and this is just I, one of the things that I want to say before we before we're done is just that I'm always jealous of conservatives and of Republicans, because when something doesn't go their way, they get to work and they fucking get to it. They stack lower courts, they gerrymander, they do all the things that they can do to make sure that they're going to win next time. Liberals don't do that. And I just want to say, like, this is the fucking rallying call. Like, this is a moment in time. And like like Ant said, this is a slippery slope because we're talking about once they start to do this, then they could dismantle. They could they could take away same-sex marriage. They could take away birth control. They could take away a whole fleet of other things. And um, this is the time for us to really stand up, donate money, donate time, run for office if you can, whatever you need to do in your area to, like, say that this is not okay and we're going to fucking put our foot down about this. It has to happen. Yeah, I want to thank you guys for coming on, man. The yeah. dynamic duo of Mikey and Ren stay in. Ooh, Ren Mikey and Ren eat in. <laughs> oh, used to be, yeah, used to be Mikey Ren. Yeah, used to be Mikey Ren stay in. That was when it was about kind of infertility and our pregnancy journey. But like maybe uh, whatever, five months ago, six months ago, it's now Mikey and Ren eat in. Yeah. Well, for well, for the sake of this conversation, it's stay in. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh so yeah, Mikey and Rin eat in. It's on all the podcasting platforms. Uh Mikeyandrin.com. Uh, so it's M-I-K-E-Y-A-N-D-R-I-N-N-E dot com. Can I ask you a question before you go? Like once you have the kid and mm-hmm. all, like are you gonna have like an after dark podcast like Mikey and Rin eat out like this? You know it. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, apparently like they're gonna end abortion, there'll be a lot of kids going on. Like people need to know like Sexual responsibility, so can't get pregnant from cunnilingus. So yeah, we've. I mean, one of the main one of the main reasons for Mikey and Ren eat in was it was you know it's Mikey and Ren eat in. But but if but if you take your stuff and put it on your tongue and kind of it's possible, sure, you got to be real particular about it. You could like do the the straw with your tongue. All all things are possible through Christ. Watch it. You got to be you got to be fiscally and sexually responsible. Yeah, <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo! Yeah. Congrats on your hundredth episode, vagina. There you go. You guys too. <laughs> congrats on yours. Last words, Rin. <laughs> you know, if you if if any of your listeners are sort of interested in getting involved, um, you know, there's obviously Planned Parenthood. I think is the one that a lot of us think of. Um, there's also an organization. Um, or a, a campaign from um, that's run by the Abortion Care Network called Keep Our Clinics. Um, that's another good spot to go. Um, there's also the National Network of Abortion Funds. Um, so just kind of places. There's also the Center for Reproductive Rights. There's just lots of places to go because I know that a lot of people right yeah. now are feeling like, what do and I do? And also uh, abortionfinder.org um, and so, is, if you need an abortion, a good place to find a place where near you can get an abortion. Yes. Yeah, that's really good as well. Um, so those are all good resources for kind of what's next. Angela Davis said, walls turned sideways are bridges. That was episode 100 of The Culture. 
Welcome back, guys. I hope that you liked our episode with Jeff and Ant. A lot of great things were said. You know, we're coming to this, unfortunately, in the future from when we recorded that. And, you know, nothing is getting better. If anything, things are getting worse. Uh, Now they're talking about birth control and contraceptives, um, which, you know, is insane that that would even be on the table. They're talking about gay marriage. These are all things that we just have to understand uh, are very possible now. Nobody thought that Roe um, could be knocked down, but it it has been. And so I don't think that we can look at anything as sacred and take anything for granted. So make sure that you vote. Make sure you vote in every election, not just presidential elections, midterms, local elections. Every time that you can make your voice heard, please do. Reach out to your local officials. Sign up to volunteer wherever you can for Get Out the Vote campaigns. Donate money if you can. Run in all the fun runs. Do it all. Eat all the good food. Bring people around the ta- uh, the, around the table. Have good discussions about things. Like Make sure that you're, you know, calling in the people that otherwise you might call out. Make sure that you're sitting down and having the hard conversations with people that you might just say fuck off to or someone that uh, you might differ in opinion from. The, the the best way that we can change things, I think, is person to person. As groups, we're not doing it well. Like everybody's screaming at each other. Everybody's wanting each other to, to shut up. Uh, but person to person, I think we can find more similarities than differences. So talk to someone. That's all I can say. Reach out to us, let's eat at mikeyandrin.com. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Mikey and Rin and tune in for every episode every Saturday. Also, make sure that you check out our boys, Jeff and Ant, on the culture. Uh, the culture.one is their website and then all their social media links from there uh, available wherever podcasts are found. Love you guys.